Hello, hello, and welcome to the From the West podcast. You're here with me, Hawa. And I'm Latifa. And this is our episode this week. It's actually our penultimate episode, actually, for this season. Um, So we're going to be doing, we have this episode, and next week's episode will be the final one. And then we're going to take a short hiatus whilst we regroup. Yes, we we just take some time. Um, You know, like the Avengers and... Justice League, you know how they like to go back to headquarters and just kind of mull over things, you know, and assemble, just assemble, you okay. know, tweak some things, put oh, some okay. plans together, right. you know, get the ball rolling. That's what we finna do. You know what I'm saying? That part, but without the whole Avengers aspect. But yeah, we're trying to regroup. I mean, you know, and plus, yeah, <laughs> you know, you've had a good, we've had a good um, fifteen episodes this season, and yeah. you know, we just wanna. Like take a little break and then come back fresh. We have had a good run. Um yes, sir. No, but you're making it sound mad final. No, I mean like, like it's we've just... had a good run and goodbye, guys. Until we yeah. meet again. Maybe tomorrow. Um sorry, not tomorrow. Um, maybe when we film the last episode. When we film the last episode, when we record the last episode, um, we can end it with um, you know that goodbye song from Bear in the Big Blue House. I'm happy to sing um the moon's vocals. Okay, so now and you can be bear. Um no, no. <laughs> but um we have some exciting some exciting news though. Next season we'll we have we'll have a few guests on there, so that should Ba-ba-da. be nice and so nice and new and fresh. We'll have some guests um, you know, just to make the conversations a little bit more spicy. A little bit juicier, you know. It's nice to have the perspective of others, you know what I mean? Um, yes, sir. So we hope you enjoy that, guys. Yeah. Uh, so that will be in the work. Yeah. And I mean... that brings us to the end of another episode. No, I'm joking. Um, how was your week, Howard? <laughs> it was good. Um, not to sound like an old lady, because I know we talk about the weather all the time. Um, As it's Brits just do. the British in us. Um but the weather was on point this week. It was. Not that, you know, not that I kind of got to enjoy it, but it, it was. Um, Oddly. Because I saw everybody hot. and their mum outside in the sun, um, at the food markets, at the park. Like, people were really enjoying themselves, cycling everywhere. They really like, were. Like, Hampstead Heath know? was heaving. Like, the heath was heaving. <laughs> so, <Wow>. anyway... Um, <laughs> Like people really took that whole like meeting outside in groups of six thing really seriously. Like the yeah. the park was rampacked, but in groups of six. So we were listening, Boris. We were. No, I love it. Um I like to see people having fun. Um I just kind of felt like I don't know if you've seen the meme of um <laughs> Squidward when he's peeping through the window and watching Patrick and SpongeBob. Was that you? <laughs> yeah, that was me. Why? Uh, Why did you go outside? Well, um, I have to drop a small bomb, guys. Um, unfortunately, oh, yeah. my my manager peer pressured me into getting the vaccine. So she did it. Yes, I I have joined. You know that meme that goes, um, "I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I did it." Oh. <laughs> that was literally you with the vaccine. Lord have mercy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think in the lab, there's now one person left. And funnily enough, actually, I think you know who that person is. Yes, sir. Yeah, so that's hilarious though. <laughs> that that's the funny part. But um, no, I mean to be honest, you know how I took it was um for two reasons. Like one, peer pressure. When Boris took it, I was like, okay, now nah, I'm good. Oh, okay. Um, because if they waited to give it to him, 
and I took what he took, then it's okay. Did you, take, did you get AstraZeneca? Because, yeah. Oh. Um, so, you know, uh, in the stories, they'll always give, they'll hoard the medicines for the rich people, or for the king. <laughs> so, you know, I'll get what he's having. Okay. Um, and so also, I know that, um, nah, like, it's not available anymore. Um, what? Yeah, because now all the second doses, um, they have to keep that stock to give people the second doses that had it on their first. So no, you can't get it anymore. Um, oh, unless you wait for Moderna to come, Moderna. they essentially have they have the same technology, but Moderna so didn't. Aren't Pfizer still producing though, or have they stopped production? Yeah, because you're saying it now, like they made a certain they said they made a certain amount, and now they've they're done now. No, I think they're still making, but I think it's to give to the other people in it. <laughs> what you're saying doesn't even make sense. They're still making it, but it's Listen. to give to other people. What other people? Listen, I don't know. The government store is the government store. Like, this is just what I'm hearing in it. They've moved on. And now when AstraZeneca finishes, they're going to move to Moderna. So, no. yeah. Anyways. I mean, if I hadn't wants. already had it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> then I'd be worried. But, um, yeah. Because okay. I've already had it. So sure, okay, <laughs> sure, Jan, okay. You don't gotta lie. I've had it, um, you know. But so, how are the symptoms? Because I know that some people have had some side effects afterwards. Um, you know what? I I was smiling and skipping down the road after I had it. Um, see, the African aunties at work they told me to take paracetamol. So take two before I go and two when I come back. And I forgot to do it. I didn't have paracetamol at home. But I thought it was going to be fine. I think at like 11 or 12, then my body just started to shake. It just started to shake. Like, zh, 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 zh. and I was cold. Like, I had oh, all that sounds like you were fine. It sounds like you were very um, fine. And then that night I was tossing and turning like a character in a film having a bad dream. Like, you know, when you watch the film and, you know, they're having a nightmare and they're just like, oh no, like, uh, like in their sleep. That's how I was. Um, I was just sweating. I was tossing and turning. But then when I woke up, I was fine. Okay, so yeah i mean it's up to you guys you know um take if you like um but it's just the same like effects that you get i guess just yeah if it's what you want you know do it but it doesn't last long i mean i can't say it doesn't last long some people have no symptoms some people are fine other people are a bit more serious um but you know just yeah weigh it up i guess um but I do trust in the fact that, you know, I know that a black woman was part of the team developing the vaccine. So I trust her by proxy because I'm a scientist and she's a scientist. Okay. So we black science sisterhood, we have each other's backs. Okay, then. So that's my, <laughs> that's my rationale. So basically. that's how you rationalize it. <laughs> yeah. I can take that the vaccine the because thing. one of the hundreds of thousands of people that were making this vaccine was black yeah okay uh-huh. and you know speaking of black power trusting black folk <laughs> you can't trust black folk these days you know like hey hmm. especially hey when they're getting paid the right amount of pee i mean look at your auntie maggie Which look at auntie? your auntie maggie coming out I with her race her. report i don't know her with her backwards <laughs> braids we're not relation okay. please please 
Because uh-uh. you're talking no. about trust. I mean, here's yeah. Mm-hmm. Nah. Um. You know what? You need to remember about a lot of these so-called like uh black people that they put forth. Um. One that they're put there to legitimize the position of the racists, like who or supporting whatever viewpoint it is they're putting across, like, i.e. the, yeah, the Maggie Pococks, the John Barnes is a football, like, those are always the people that they bring on to be like, oh, yeah, this racist view, but this black person agrees with me, right? Um, It's disappointing because when you see those people, they're usually, like, persons who have you know, had advanced success in their field. They're very accomplished people. Like Dr. Maggie Pocock has um, degrees, PhDs. Like she's a physicist, I think. Um, She's very accomplished in her field and very knowledgeable. So it's very disappointing to kind of see her taking part in something like this. But when I looked at the rest of the list of participants in this so-called report, um, I noticed a lot of them have MBE or CBE. Um, so it seems like, you know, when you want to, when you want ethnic minorities to promote your racist views, just give them the Queen's honours and they will do your duties. Yeah, for um, real. It's, it's very disappointing. But I mean, so this report came out to, uh, it was commissioned by Boris into whether institutional racism is still a thing in you know, our, the current year of our Lord um, and whether it actually oh, proposes, um, it proposes barriers to people of ethnic minorities. Mm. And essentially they were saying that, yes, racism still exists, but it's not a barrier. And of course, all of us reading that are insulted, bewildered, and I mean, quite frankly, disappointed when you look at how many black and ethnic minority people were involved in the making of this report. Mm. Um, And then you take into account the fact that Boris has now distanced himself from this uh, because of the negative backlash that it's getting. Cause he's just like, yo, like, I don't know you people anymore. I'm not surprised that it is this level of backlash because when the report came out, you had it come out with this sort of tagline that, you know, the UK is an exemplary example of, for, you know, other white majority countries of how to deal with race relations. But at the end of the day, like you said, you have a panel full of people who have been given these knighthoods. I know they're not knighthoods, but that's what I'm calling them. Um, And, you know, you want them to give an honest opinion about whether there is institutional institutional racism in the UK. They're not going to do that. It's like it's trying to alleviate the guilt of Britannians by producing this report and, you know, reassuring them that, you know, although all this stuff has been happening, you know, we had Black Lives Matter, you had Meghan, the Meghan Markle interview, but just to rest, just rest assured, we're not actually racist. And they were all like, yay, we're not racist. And then you're letting other countries then believe that you're then an example. And they're like, okay, you know what? Don't be racist that way. Come and be racist this way. Like this is the blue tick level of racism. So, you know, if you want to know how to like deal with your black folk and make sure that it doesn't look like too overtly racist, we don't want to be like America now. Yeah, it's it's just mad to me because there's always, always been a denial of the black experience, like what we have to go through. Whenever you speak about your experience as a black person, 
you know, there'll always be someone that's just like, what? Yeah, but my mate, Tende, you know, he ain't got a problem. He's fine. <laughs> like, and then your accent yeah, is they'll amazing. Start bringing up, no, <laughs> like, they'll start bringing up, yeah, but Tende's one of us. Like, he's normal. You know, like, I'm just like, okay, good for Tunde. Okay. Are you walking in Tunde's shoes? Do you know what he's been through in life? Sure. Like, please be quiet. I, yeah, this report, like I said, it legitimizes their views that Black people are just whinging and complaining. You know, we're just, uh, we're making the experience sour for everybody else. Like, you know, they're just ruining the party. Shut up. Um, <laughs> that's That's how they view us when we speak about racism. And unfortunately, now um as in like the what the well i'm gonna say the people who hold these racist views um because like i said um to me yeah if you're not opposing racism and you're not doing the work to eradicate it or it's more of a debating point to you then i'm sorry like you know to me you're 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 in that box. You're part um, of the problem because it's it's not it's not something to debate or like argue about. Yeah, um, it just is what it is. So I feel like yes, this report is legitimizing those viewpoints and saying like, okay, well, this da- this set of data says that that's not true. Whatever you're experiencing, which is ridiculous because you can never say um, you can't judge. A whole group of people's experiences based on some numbers in a computer yeah. um, because essentially they could only devise this report and come to those findings based on whatever data was available to them at the time mm-hmm. and it's still probably not going to give them the bigger picture of what it is to be black and in Britain yeah um, when you think about the fact that we just saw those statistics last year. Black women being five times more likely to die in childbirth. Mm-hmm. Um, black men being stopped and searched. And then more than two-thirds of the time, it yielded nothing. So it was for no reason. Yeah. Um, we're still being targeted in so many different ways. So to me personally, this is like such a huge step backwards. Um, in particular, I read a line in the report because I don't really want to bother reading the rest. But it said... Um, there's a new story about the Caribbean experience, which speaks to the slave period, not only being about profit and suffering, but how culturally African people transform themselves into a remodeled African slash Britain. Like, that is so insulting, especially to one, the slaves who had to go through slavery, and two, um, Caribbean people, you know, and the early African immigrants who came to this country who know how hard it was to build their lives, you know, post uh, World War II when they were invited here to rebuild this country and were greeted with such harsh and disgusting racism. Mm. Um, You know, their children were pushed into, you know, special needs classes and denied the proper education that they needed. Um, You know, adults were pushed into uh, low income and you know, low yielding jobs. So they couldn't even create wealth for themselves. They couldn't buy houses. Um, Every day was a struggle. So you really mean to tell me that all those people that have suffered because of this British empire, um, you know, despite all of that, having made it to this current day, you're saying that those things had nothing to do with that. That's so insulting. Um, But back on what you said earlier about how, you know, 
British people or racist people tend to think that when people complain about racism, it's just, they're just seeing us as whiny. Um, it's not just racist people though. Mm. It's also the older black and ethnic minority generation because you get in the workplace, you'll get like an uh, like an auntie that will basically make you feel like you're being um, ungrateful or whiny because you're complaining about the fact that, you know, whether it's that you didn't get a promotion or you didn't get like a training opportunity because of the color of your skin or when you feel like, so, you know, you've been deprived of something because of your race. Um, and then they say to you, ah, but you should be grateful now. Ah, at least you have a job. Like, you know, back in our day. So it's just like, so because back in your day, it was so much worse. That means that what we're going through now must be ignored. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. But then that's how yeah. you're being made to feel by even people of your own race mm -hmm. I think you're, you know you're because, being whingy you're being complacent yeah I think it's it's kind of that perspective um that people have like yes I understand that because they've been through so much um and other generations have had to suffer in a more overt way under more like kind of blatantly discriminating um policies and laws um, it's easy to look at the people coming up now and think, oh, wow, like they must have it easy. Yes, I'm sure they have it easier in so many different ways um, than the previous generations, which we can only be thankful for um, and be appreciative to the people who paved the way for us to be able to enjoy these freedoms. But at the same time, you can't then ignore the fact that these things are still going on. Um, it's not something that you can say, okay, but well, we can stop complaining now. It's not even a matter of complaining because when you look at cases like the police officer recently who was found guilty of being part of a neo-Nazi uh, movement and... Oh, well, damn. You know, Didn't knowing that, okay, that. this person holds prejudiced and discriminatory like racist views, which is then going to be carried into the work that they do. How many people would have been like mistreated or, yeah. you know, like the rule of the law, the letter of the law not followed properly when he was dealing with them because, because of his, of his uh, prejudices. So yeah. that's really one of the things that we're talking about when we say institutional racism. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, to do with, yes, people in medical school not being taught about certain conditions, like that black doctor who brought out um, the dermatology book showing skin conditions on, yeah, on black skin minorities. versus white mm -hmm. skin. You know, it's things like that. It's working with patients and then not taking into advantage, uh, not taking into uh, consideration their predisposition to some conditions that might not affect other populations. Yeah. And then, you know, it's people dying in childbirth five times more likely as a black woman. Um, like it's all those things they're still going on it just because it's not okay it's not like extreme violence like as it used to be doesn't mean that we should give up the fight and not talk about this stuff like yeah because I'm sorry like I feel like this current generation that's coming up you know I feel like they're really no nonsense like they remind me of you know, previous years, like the people who will really stand up and fight the good fight. Mm. Um, these kids are not afraid. And I feel like it's such a good thing, you know, because um, it's what we need, really. It's not time for us to throw in the towel, especially when you see a report like this, because this is the time that people are going to use to kind of really bring down Black people and delegitimize, um, you know, the credibility of what we're saying. Because, 
like I said, um, I've been to so many random countries, you know, somewhere like Hungary. I would never expect to meet Black people there, but I did. And they were thriving. You know, as people, we thrive, like, wherever we can, yeah. in spite of the hostile environment that we yes, go definitely. through. In spite definitely. of the toxic impediments, like, socially that we have to deal with. Not as a result of them not being there. Yeah. We thrive despite them trying to hold us back. So that doesn't mean that, you know, they don't exist. It means that we just have to work harder to kick them down. So, yeah, that report is BS, to be honest. <laughs> like, no, it I'm is. Sorry. And the, the, the kids now are, they are moving in such a way that makes me proud because yeah. they're not standing for it anymore. They're not here for it and they're not having it. Like a mm -hmm. um, perfect example are these students from a school in Pimlico where the head teacher, um, I think he wanted to ban, he or she wanted to ban um, the students wearing their hair in an Afro um, because apparently it's it obscured the vision of other students. Um, he also, he or she, I keep saying he or she, because I'm not sure if it's a, if it's a, it's male a he, yeah. Okay. So he has, he also wanted to ban um, Muslim students from wearing um, multicolored hijabs and it's just like you've pinpointed like specific things um even and it's just like in the same week that this race report was released you've then gone and done this I'm literally I'm convinced they do it unknowingly now because it's so embedded in how they behave and it's so embedded in their culture that how can you even think that that was appropriate it's not unknowingly um there is unconscious bias but you know what in this instance they do know that it's intentional because it's a policy specifically targeted to one race of people for something that is uncontrollable. Like, how can you target people based on the hair that grows out of their scalp in a particular way? Like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. No, but like, this is the stuff that gets me angry because, I mean, like, I saw something like this happen in a school in South Africa. I'm just like, in Africa, you're telling me that there are children being discriminated against because of their hair. For wearing Afro hair in Africa, that just tells you like the depths of you know how far institutional racism has reached. Yeah, in a black country, black people are being punished for having an Afro. This is why people get angry when you know people are out here appropriating hairstyles and saying, "Oh no, it's for everybody." No, when black people are still being marginalized for you know looking the way that they do, this is the kind of stuff we're talking about. Um, I mean, yeah, to be honest, South Africa is also kind of a case study in like... On its own. Uh, yeah, on its own, like the, the problems in that place. Well, like, well done to those to kids race. though. I mean, have had he had his way, this would have been the beginning. They did then decide to abandon these bans and rules or whatever. Um, and so he should. And so he should. <laughs> but it, it just comes to show that you know, you have you have to take a stand, it, and there is no such thing as too young or too small to understand um, the kind of issues that impact society. Definitely not. Well, Michael Jackson and was it Michael Jackson or Whitney Houston that said children are our future? Sorry, oh, no, God, it was please Whitney. Don't sing it, it was Whitney. I believe that children, children are the future. future. Teach them well and let them. Is it let them lead uh -huh. the way? Uh -huh, yes, let them lead the way. Mm -hmm. Let them lead the way. Yes, my voice is too crispy right now for that. 
I can't really give you guys the the vocals that you used to. I'm sorry. I don't have vocals, but I don't, I don't even have the lyrics. But yeah, here we are. Um, this is kind of related but unrelated. So mm-hmm. I saw a glimpse of because I didn't actually go into it because I was just like, I'm not even here for it. I don't. I'm me and Kate. We don't see eye to eye. So there's a conversation now like circulating about this is also on the topic of race because this is how I mm-hmm. see it. So you got this whole um, conversation circulating with um, the. Um, Metropolitan Police Commissioner Cressida Dick with um she she had like a you're so silly Sorry. she had a BBC <laughs> radio interview where they were basically talking about how they feel like Kate Middleton's appearance at the vigil that was declared unsafe was inappropriate and she was basically defending that but in my head I'm just like come let this have been Megan mm-hmm. the way they would have dismantled her whole life yep 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 because when it's mega when it's Kate, it's like oh but she you know she felt like she had to pay her respects because you know this story it really it really went into her heart it was like in her soul it was like literally floating through her bloodstream so she couldn't help herself from going to the site and laying down some flowers let it have been Megan oh can you imagine that she basically just disrespected the metropolitan police and the fact that she's even laying flowers on this thing I'm sure that there's some place in India that now doesn't have any lilies because she decided to lay lilies on this person's grave and it's just like I'm tired like this week alone the 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 number of things I've seen to contradict this so-called report is insane honestly like even um i was just reading a report the other day about a boy who died from sickle cell complications because again he was not getting the medical care that he actually needed um and even the boy who's gone missing recently um richard richard like his poor mother comment on tv to say that you know the police said to her if you can't find your own son how do you expect us to can you imagine like that is so disgusting um but they didn't even seem like they did anything about you know, it until they saw it circulating on social media. Yeah. I mean, like when you take into the fact like account the fact that um Madeline McCann, like, are we not still paying for them to find her? We're after not all this time. Are we? No, are we we're not, not anymore. We can't be. Okay. No, I swear, like recently, didn't they open another inquest into the um the girls? Yeah. Like I mean, not even if we're not still paying. Obviously, this is someone's child. Um and I do. I mean, uh, quite frankly, but it's I mean, been it's been how what, many 10? years? Like, how many years now? It's been like ten years, and you know that if if let her let Kate McCann have been like a, a woman of another race, they would have told her. So you left your child in a room, uh, unattended in another country. She would be in prison. Come and pay. She would be in prison. She would fully but, be in prison because you know, they'll say they'll they'll put it down to child neglect. Yeah. It's just disappointing. Again, the institution is failing a parent and not doing the job that, yes, they are supposed to do. Because how can you say that? Like, you're the police. What are your resources there for? And you know what's funny? We live in one of the most surveilled cities in the world. Like, London has so many CCTV cameras per person. So the fact that you can't find this boy... um, I don't think they're trying. It's puzzling. Like, I don't feel like they are. Because let it be that, you know, he had stolen something um, from the local supermarket or whatever. They will catch him in 4K Ultra HD. Like, they will have the evidence. When they go to court, they'll just be like, look, um, yes, Your Honor, I can even put it on the HD TV. Let me just switch the channel. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to, you know, 
trying to find a black life now you don't really have the resources no. so it's a shame that now it's become kind of put on the people on the community to keep out um to, to look for him and keep awareness like it's very disappointing um again disappointing but not surprising um so i mean that's why i feel like sorry not to go back like again but no we're all we're still on the same that's why the same issue it really yeah it just really disappoints me this thing with the report because when you see all these things happening like i feel another thing that um i've seen like in the past is it's almost like you know when people of certain um like when people in ethnic minorities some like a small minority of them reach positions of power or like affluence or success it's almost like because they've gotten to that milestone they forget that their success is not like it's not a commonality like it's not something that you'll see every single day so it's almost like they use that elitism as a stick to beat down the experiences of other people so instead of being like in a more positive light like almost like oh you know if I can do it you can do it sort of thing it's turned into more like okay well because I got to this position why can't you get there why isn't everybody in that position yeah everybody can you just choose not to because you're lazy or something stupid like that, that. Sounds, yeah um, that sounds about right and it's it's like I heard someone say this expression um the limits of your experience are not the limits of the world yeah so just because you're not capable of fathoming that something is happening or it exists, it doesn't mean that it's not there. So that's why it's disappointing, but you have so many, you know, Rishi Sunaks and Preeti Patels um, that will, you know, happily sit there and tell you, hey, hey, like I work for the home office and even my own family couldn't get into the country now by my own law. It's like, he, 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 like, and think that it's okay. Um, it's sad it's the crabs in the bucket mentality again but I feel like it's also why those people are used so successfully as tools against the rest of us um and that's what people use the racists and the naysayers when they say oh but you know this person was successful they could do it so that means that those barriers don't exist no it doesn't actually um that's why I think people just need to realize and stop kind of using that to delegitimize people's um experiences in life yeah no i totally agree but i'm not gonna lie every time race i'm tired yeah it can be very draining you know people have to understand that as much as we try to take a stand and make it clear like that these are the issues that you know, we're facing, these are the issues that are occurring. It's really tiring. Mm -hmm. And it's really exhausting to constantly have to like, I call it re-explain because I just cannot say how many times we've had to explain the same thing over and over again, just for people to get a decent understanding. It's really not that complicated. I mean, we just don't want to fight all the time. It's hard. It's draining. When you look around and you see all this negativity, um, you know, happening to people who look like you is stressful. It is stressful. On yeah. a lighter note, though, Howard's Bay is officially leaving Bridgerton. No, not leaving Bridgerton, but he won't be returning for another season of Bridgerton. 
because I know yeah. that she was desperate to talk about it. Um, although I don't see why you're surprised because you knew that the next season was going to be about Anthony, so there really is no reason for Reggie to be in it. But here we are. No, I did, but like you know, even Anthony popped into the season. Like, you know, it's not fair. It is because it's you love fair. Anthony. You love that broody type. I do exactly. I so do, we're having a whole like... season just literally based around your broody guy. Yeah, but you know, it still hurts because the Duke is the Duke. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, that's still my but guy. What I, I would um, like is although Reggie's not returning, and Anthony is the main character. I would still like them to have like a black or ethnic minority main character like the Duke, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Um, it yeah, doesn't have enough. to be like <laughs> as main character as Anthony, but who has a substantial role. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be nice to see. Cause I mean, they did really like, <laughs> it's still about race, but they did really well mm-hmm. with the first season. I mean, yes, we had our criticisms, but I still think that they tried something. Um, I think it was the most watched show on Netflix. Oh, yeah. is it? Yeah. I think they tried something and they, they did a good job. I think they could have done better, but I do think that they did a great job with what they did. Um, and it'll be nice mm-hmm. to see the next, the new season without your, you know, your typical you know, you're typically cast black characters. Like we don't want your, we don't want the boxer. We don't want the aggressive Mm -hmm. dad. We just want a good old Reggie type character, you know, but just black, if that's all right. You know what? Um, So speaking of that, I don't know if you've seen the trailers, but there's this other show on Netflix called The Irregulars. I just finished watching it. I think I've seen it pop up. It's the one, it's basically about, um, so there's you know the version of London with Sherlock Holmes and Watson in it um and Watson basically recruits this group of kids to help him investigate okay um and so there's two girls in it who are sisters and one of them is white and one of them is Asian and yeah their mom is white and it's assumed she gave birth to both of them okay but like the race is just never really addressed See, that's what I love that so, one of the other characters is mixed race. Um, you see black people around. There's black families. There's p- black people. I mean, none of the main characters are black, you know, but it's okay. But we're moving. Um, <laughs> but we move. But it's just, it's just there. Like nobody talks about it. I love it. that. That's it's exactly not like, what I wanted oh gosh, for Bridgerton. I think we mentioned it previously, yeah. but that's exactly what I wanted for Bridgerton. See, if they could do Bridgerton like that and then just have people of ethnic minority never mention it, this is why they're here. Yeah. Yeah. I think you got your wish. Um, try but the I think I will be watching yeah. the Irregulars now that you said that. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it is a good show, actually, aside from that. Um, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I think one of the main characters is Friends of Tom Holland. Have you finished like. watching so um, Line of Duty? Yeah, no, it's still going, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'm up to date, yeah. Okay, fantastic. Um, it's, it's mad. Um I don't want to give the people spoilers, but what do you think of it so far? I haven't actually watched the new season yet. What? No, I'm trying to. Oh no, you need no, to get on it. I'm I'm trying to catch. I'm trying to rewatch the season five. Why? Because I need to like. I need to <laughs> know the last like... thing that happened in season five before I can start on season six. And plus, I want the episodes to gather because every single season I've watched, I think I've I've There's always only watched five. Sorry. There's only five. 
<laughs> you're saying no stop her that how because when i said every single season i've watched you're saying there's only five as if to say there's not more than one so anyway like i was saying with every season that i've watched i've waited for the episodes to gather and then i've watched them all i've binge watched all of them no i'm saying there's literally i swear there's only five or six episodes what you mean for this season for every season so what's your point so like just watch it. It's coming on like on Sundays. Well, what I'm know? saying I is I don't want to, to watch one episode and then have a cliffhanger and then wait till a whole for a whole week to watch another. I want them to all gather and then watch them all at once. What's your point? Streaming has destroyed you people. Like, I don't get like, why I don't understand out here why you talking, don't understand like, what I'm saying. Like it's not rocket science. Listen, back in the day when you wanted to watch your stupid little shows, okay, <laughs> you had to be in front of the TV, otherwise you were finished. Ah, uh-uh. and so... God made the internet. God made streaming. Okay, but like Data of technology. literally, please. There's like five episodes. Just watch the damn show. Like, I need to talk to someone about it. Um, no, I I think this season is very good. Um, the person who's the antagonist, I guess, is very, you know, uh, she's a good antagonist. I'm just not sure about her yet because you know sometimes what I've noticed in the show they have these like kind of complex characters, so they're not like. They're not really evil. They're just people who made poor decisions. Okay, yeah. And then sometimes, like, you see the backstory of why. So you kind of go, okay, like, you kind of are a bad person, but I get why you made some of your decisions. Okay. Um. So she's she's kind of like that, but, oh, there's something that she does, like, ugh. I'm just like, damn, this lady's cold. But who, no, it's this? a good season. Um. You know the the lady. Um, she played. Um, oh gosh, you know in Harry Potter she played um Helena Ravenclaw, the Grey Lady, Helena the ghost. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's the antagonist, basically. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Just watch it. Um, tell me what you think. I, said I guess I, you know. No, I'm not gonna. I said I'll watch it, but I want them to gather first. I mean, whatever. Um, <laughs> you do you. Yes, please. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Do what you like. Do what you like. We'll be doing that. Yeah. And with that, that brings us to the end of another episode. The penultimate episode. Don't forget, guys. <laughs> Thank you for listening, guys. Um, we hope you enjoyed our little chat today. And we're going to see y'all next week. Yes, sir. Bye. Ciao.